Paul Allen from Melbourne in Australia. My name's Nathan Beard, uh, recording this from London. Hey, this is Andrew from Columbia, Tennessee. Hey, I'm Paul from London, England. This is Jeff from New Jersey. My name is Phil Cairns, and I'm from the Central Coast in New South Wales. Eric Swenson here from Minnesota. My name is Daz Farrell from Australia. This is Clay Eaton from Washington, Iowa, USA. Hey, it's James from Columbus, Ohio. This is Charlie from Sydney, Australia. Just wanted to say thank you and to celebrate the 100th podcast episode. Friends, this is Morgan, and welcome back to the 100th episode of the Become Good Soil podcast. Oh my gosh, like, I feel like we just need to pause. We need the theme, like, party rocking in the house tonight, or some anthem. Um, actually, we need that. Oh, friends, I want more of that. That's what I feel in my heart in celebration. Celebration that this happened, that God is prevailing in a world with so many setbacks and so much loss, so much destruction, so much hate. The major theme is restoration. The major theme is breakthrough. The major theme is healing. The major theme is that at every moment of every day, our Father and Jesus and the Holy Spirit is making available a fresh, particular doorway back to the ancient path that leads to life as it was meant to be. Friends, the power of lives your lives, men and women saying yes to God in spite of incalculable obstacles and seemingly irrecoverable setbacks. Men and women like you and me saying yes again and again and again. It's so very holy. A hundred episodes. It all kicked off March of 2014 as I roll back and try to recall some of the stories almost a decade ago. The podcast came out of the Become Good Soil Intensive, which began with my pain and thirst of how do we find life? How do we recover what it means to be a man? And Paul says, act like men. What is that like? How do we get through the caricature? How do we go deeper than the brokenness and get to design and intention? I wanted to walk with the men who attended that first intensive, 12 brave guys that came to Bart's Ranch, and then the next year, 12 after that, and then the year after that, we had 30, 40-some at Bear Trap Ranch, and on and on it went. I wanted to offer more to those men, strengthening their hearts as they were saying yes to a decade. And in that process, John Dale came up to me and he said, you ought to do a podcast. And this was before podcasting was a thing. Um, I'm, I'm, as you know, a low tech by design kind of man. And I didn't know what to think, but I trust John. I trust his walk with God. And he is a technological strategist. 
And so he partnered with me to find some bootstrap way to simply hit record and ship it. And I simply started recording my ordinary conversations with people in whom I'm seeking counsel, encouragement, guidance, men and women in front of me on the narrow road. I started hitting record on different teaching that I would offer and different topics and big ideas that are on the edge of my masculine initiation as I consent to this decade. And so in all of it, months turn to years, one episode at a time. There's so many hearts behind this effort, and, and I, I couldn't name them all, but I do feel it's important to just pause and say it does take a team to offer this sort of work. Sherry, my bride, has been the greatest guest of all the episodes, and her fidelity and willingness to stick with me through it all in sickness and in health, to death do we part, has been very holy. She edits everything I write. And then Karen Christakis is the final godfather of copy edits. So she makes all the decisions on if it's correct or not. There's hidden people that help with all of the um, the editing of the episodes, like Todd Anderson has been so faithful in just the hours of pouring through my raw audios to basically make something that is curated and distilled um, and accessible to you listeners. George Amakito has helped with so much design work in many of the pictures, and Wookie Jones has helped with graphic design. Friends, there's a big team of hearts who touch this, the whole staff at Wild at Heart, the Become Good Soil facilitators around the globe, and all of my allies that are living this with me in the details and the dailies. And so this hundredth episode is dedicated to you, this growing, maturing tribe of like-hearted allies around the globe. I went out to you late last year and said, hey, if God has used this podcast to impact your life, love to hear a story. And those stories started pouring in one after another. I was overwhelmed by the number, by the depth, by the breadth of the different podcasts that have truly blessed so many of you. And in the end, as I prayed about it, the scene that kept coming to my heart was the scene from the Titanic. I hope you've all seen it. If you haven't, please do so. But the spoiler alert is it was the greatest ship in the history of manufacturing sea vessels for passengers. And on its maiden voyage, it sunk. It went down with all of its guests. And the story is a love story that takes place in the midst of a great battle. Does that sound familiar? The love story is Jack and Rose. And the spoiler alert is the ship goes down and many are killed. And one of them is Jack, but Rose lives. She lives into a ripe old age where her memories are rich and she is nearing closer and closer to the restoration of all things and the brilliance of the film. If you recall, is the boat is now long since been at the bottom of the ocean. There's decay and there's growth on all of the metal. It's a remnant of the glory that it once was. 
And then something happens that's profound. As the camera moves about the ship, all things are restored to their original glory. All of the woodwork, all of the metalwork, all of the beauty of this great ship, but more, all of the people. The camera goes into the ship, and what we see is a wedding feast. We see a moment of Jack and Rose being united, and all things were as they were meant to be. What's so beautiful about the scene is it's not simply about Jack and Rose. It's about the fellowship of the great hearts that were all written into the story. Minor roles, major roles, all of them taking their true place in the story of one mission and one moment. And so there they are in the grand ballroom of the great Titanic and the smiles and the laughter and the cheers and the celebration of a fellowship of the like-hearted all coming home to who God meant when they meant us, fully known, fully understood, fully loved. That's the great moment of the film. And as you know, that film borrows its power from the greatest story ever told. Friends, that's our story. God is recovering something bold, something beautiful. You know, the world has changed a great deal since 2014, even when this podcast launched. And yet the mission remains the same. Friends, every generation is invited into the recovery of the gospel, but it's not some vague general mission. It begins in the heart of every human being, every woman and every man. Our masculine initiation is the story. It's the narrative arc for us to interpret every moment of every day. It's the context for us to understand and recover our place in God's great story. You know, the podcast world has changed too. It's exploded, really. I read an article today that actually said in the last year alone on Spotify, new podcasts have increased by 1,630%. Friends, we live in a world of up and to the right, more and more, faster and faster. And here at Become Good Soil, our intent has been to stay the course. Nothing fancy, just authentic curiosity, authentic lives, risking it all and responding to God's wild and kind and on-time pursuit of our hearts. And so as we dive into this podcast, I want to celebrate, I want to shine light, and I want to turn to your stories. There's no way to fit all of them into one podcast, but Todd faithfully massaged all of these uh, responses that came via audio and put them together into a tribute, a tribute to God and what he is doing in restoring the hearts of men. So I want to invite you to let the Holy Spirit walk you through, shepherd you through your listening of this episode as you hear from person after person after person. I want to invite you to be fully present, present to God in your story through their words. What stands out? What grabs your attention? 
maybe a particular episode that's mentioned that you have never heard or you feel led to return to. Maybe it's an idea. Maybe it's simply an encouragement, some word of validation. Maybe it's an invitation into some place in your masculine initiation where you've been holding back, where you've been reluctant, where the father's saying, come, son, this is on time. Whatever it is, I believe that through the stories of our tribe, God has something for you. Yes, to celebrate he is prevailing and even more to invite you into deeper waters. And so God, we ask that you would have your way. We pray that these stories of triumph and intervention, of growth and healing and hope, they would meet us where we are, strengthen our souls, and cultivate in us a curiosity today of through their lives, what you have next and where you are beckoning. Let's dive in. The message that a loving Heavenly Father cares about my initiation and my heart as His Son has transformed much of my life. I have a Father that has initiated and led me on a path of change and growth and love. I have no need for resentment of a Father that left me to raise another son. And I have something of value to offer my wife and my sons beyond insecurity and defensiveness. I believe that God is changing the legacy of my family and what I will leave my sons and their children and their children's children. And for that, I could never thank you enough. Rodney Drake on August 20th, 2018, while my life was blowing up and all of the stinkiest shit was hitting the proverbial fan, the Narrow Road to Sonship podcast where the Become Good Soil message, the intensive, I heard for the first time. And it was an absolute rescue, especially during that season of my life. And that message revolutionized me and the way I perceived myself, the kindness I've been able to have towards myself, and, and even as importantly, my effect on my family. For us, the podcast with Gary Unruh really, really blessed us. We ended up scheduling some follow-up time with Gary as a result of that podcast and diving into some sessions with him and one of our sons and ended up having some breakthrough with him. So without that, uh, the Lord only knows where we'd be with him right now. So thank you so, so much for that. Appreciate all you guys do. Paul Allen from Melbourne in Australia. I read Becoming a King 12 months back, and it connected deeply with, deeply with my heart and my soul, um, so much so that I wanted to begin the journey to find the hidden path and uh, to pursue it by day and by decade. I listen to most of your podcasts. I find them a real inspiration, but my all-time favorite has been the most recent one, number 91, Soulcraft with Sam. Um, it's my favorite because it tapped into what it means or what's required for a man to exit shame. Um, so thank you for your work. Thank you for these podcasts. All the very best. Cheers. Hey, my name is Austin Adams. I'm in Fort Worth. Most um, impactful for me uh, has been the whole framing of the true self, false self uh, paradigm and uh, additionally the, the ancient path and how there's there's no shortcuts on the ancient path. 
and it's really caused me to instead of going and building the next thing for uh in the marketplace uh, actually slowing down and really considering um and how what the ancient path looks like in my own story and uh doing um things that are a lot different than what i would have done in the past so super thankful uh, for this resource and for you morgan and uh, man for this this community of men my name's nathan beard uh, recording this from london and just wanted to say thank you so much for uh that podcast back in 2014 podcast number four one awesome invitation to being a man who can engage in the physical world around him uh it was a real validation of being that guy that always had the pen knife so thanks for that validation but beyond that uh it was a real eye-opener to me that the generalist is needed, that it's something valuable to our world and to the people around us, the people that we love, uh, not just some kind of geeky thing that some of us uh, are attracted to. So uh, it's resonated throughout uh, my life up until this point, and it was a great joy to bestow on my own three children uh, their first pocket knives this year so that they can engage with the world around them. This is Adam Diener from Newark, Ohio. I don't have a favorite episode. I just so appreciate every single one because it takes another pass at whatever it is in my wounding or where um, I'm posing or even just in my, how do I parent my three kids better? How do I become a better husband to my wife? And every single episode, even the Bible Project stuff's been awesome lately. And so I appreciate every single one because the invitation to more is always there through this podcast. And I love it. My name is John Claiborne. I am from West Texas. The resource that actually impacted me more than anything was the entire book of Becoming a King. But it was also the podcast that I actually got to record with him in August of 2020. And I got to drive up to Colorado Springs and he took an hour and a half of his time to answer every question we had for a podcast that we were recording. And there was one thing in particular from the book. And also he's talked about it many times in podcasts and also in the interview where he says, you're not behind, you're right on time. And that's what the Lord is telling all of us that we're not behind. We are right on time. And part of the uh, excavation process that we've experienced over the past uh, really year is leading us into our next calling and our purpose as a family. Hey, I'm Paul from London, England. Episode 42. It's a recording of the 2018 intensive session about receiving God as mother. It set a new direction for me. I had fresh perspective as a result. It released a tension in my marriage I didn't even know was there. I'm so grateful to God for that epiphany and the invitation to deeper restoration that came out of it. This is Charlie from Sydney, Australia, and the podcast episode that has been most significant to me while the whole journey and focus of Becoming Good Soil has been a life-altering um, experience would definitely have to be um, the cultivating habitat for the soul. It's just come back to me time and time again, the truths of the ancient path and what it means to truly cultivate our soul that is in union and a posture that is directed towards the Father um, for a lifetime of excavation. So I can't thank you enough. It has permeated every part of my life, my family, um, my, my stillness before the Father and just wanted to say thank you and to celebrate 
the 100th podcast episode. My name is Matthew, and I am a 21-year-old young man um, in Minnesota, and I want to start my initiation now. I want to start it as soon as possible. I want to start excavating, digging now. I don't want to wait. I don't want to wait. Um, I want to start becoming the kind of um, man, uh, husband, dad, brother, son, friend that God would approve of. Um, You've helped me a lot the way. This is Jeff from New Jersey. The episode that has really impacted me again and again is episode number 77, your conversation with on initiation with Nick Carlisle. And that really the it's it's all great, but the, the the bookends of the conversation of really what have impacted me and I keep returning to it. So first at the at the beginning you share a story about your friend whose rent had been increased by five times and and the insight that there is no scarcity in God's kingdom. And God's pace and portion and measure is always perfect and on time um, for everyone in his kingdom. And on the bookend, your reflection on your mentor's uh, epitaph of construction complete, that we're all under construction, and that the best is for last. So hopeful, so hopeful, and just really encourages me again and again to stay in the work, the excavation work, um, because the best is yet to come. Hey, this is Andrew from Columbia, Tennessee. As I've reflected, the one that sticks out first was a blog and then became a podcast. And it was the one on, I love beer more than Jesus. And uh, it was just one of those many, many times when uh, you just spoke something that is just so true and deep and yet feels like uh, we, something we can't say out loud or that we can't really voice because of our shame or our own sense of lack. Uh, but just to name some of those things that we feel true uh, and we feel uh, is just so indicative of where we are in our journey and the false self and wanting to be uh, be different and continue to grow was just so, uh, so helpful and being able to identify with that. And then also just give some really great wisdom in terms of how to compassionately and kindly move forward in that area. So let's keep going. My name is Tim Bailey, and I'm from Seattle, Washington. Looking back through the treasure trove of BGS podcasts, I thought it would be hard to pick just one until I got to number nine, Morgan's interview with uh, John Moorhead. My eyes just tear up thinking about it. Uh, John's in the kingdom now, and that interview was a holy experience of listening to a friend of Jesus talk about nearing the end of his beginning. I love being part of a courageous fellowship of those who are willing to do the hard work of becoming. Thank you, Morgan, for bringing this unlikely but beautiful community together. It matters. This is Aaron Ashby from Tucson, Arizona. The Coming Good Soil podcast episode that impacted me the most, one that really unsettled me, is episode nine with John Milton Moorhead. Nearing the end of my beginning. Oh, just the laughter, the laughter and joy in John's voice as he is nearing the end of his life. There's something just beautiful about it. And I just disrupted me because I don't, I didn't, so far from that joy to hear him tell his story and about how God has, was fathering him 
I see reflections of that in my own experience these last two years. And I just find that incredibly encouraging. My name is Micah Duke from Florida. There's been this cumulative effect of listening to the entire Become Good Soil series podcast. Um, So it makes it difficult to choose just one. But as I was praying about this, I just keep remembering the Plank and Spec series. And um, it's been massively impactful in my day-to-day life. Um, with my wife first, but then just in all of my interpersonal relationships. Um, it's given me the tools to know that when my reaction to a stimulus is larger than a situation dictates, then that's really an invitation to turn inward and invite Jesus in for more transformation and for more wholeheartedness. My name is Daz Farrell from Australia, and I've got a few favorites, but uh, just to say that the redemption and the attractiveness of play, the presence of play, and actually the problem of our attachment to of worth to productivity, that was massive for me. And the second, yeah, I love beer more than Jesus. Um, I love your blog as well as the podcast tonight, the raw honesty and the acknowledgement of desire and thirst. And I love how your whole ministry, Morgan, has redeemed desire for me because in my upbringing of faith, it was about removing desire instead of having it fulfilled in God and finding and being aware and attentive to it. Brad Dalton here from Kennesaw, Georgia. And Morgan, my favorite Become Good Soil episode was the vision, intentions, and means with your wonderful wife, Sherry, because the content, man, it's about the main thing, the image of Christ being formed in us. Uh, it's so special. What has been true in your walk with God is, is, is really impactful. So that's my favorite. That's why. Love you guys. Stay on the ancient path. My name is AJ, and I live in Madison, Wisconsin. And the podcast episode that has stayed with me goes all the way back to September of 2014. I believe is episode six. Uh, you had Craig uh, McConnell on. And the line that always has stuck out with me since then is when Craig said, live with conviction, but remember in 10 years, your beliefs uh, and what you stand for will likely change. And it's helped me to really hold tightly to what I believe, again, living with conviction, but also giving me a sensitivity that God is continually teaching me and things are changing and that that's okay. Um, It allows me to be comfortable with failing, which even saying that word turns my stomach a little, but it's allowed me to realize like I don't have to always get it right. I can fail. Uh, And looking back, uh, not surprising, Craig was right. Uh, You know, where I was 10 years ago is different than where I am today. My name is Phil Cairns and I'm from the central coast of New South Wales, about an hour north of Sydney. I think the most impactful has been what if margin could save the world? I'm one of those people who would always say yes. Hey, Phil, can you stand at the door in church and make sure people connect? Sure. Hey, Phil, can you run the counting team? No problem. Hey, Phil, can you run the prayer team? Yep. Hey, Phil, I promised to do something for a customer that uh, we need to show them tomorrow. Can you work through the night so we can do that? Yeah, you got it. When I finally excavated enough to be able to write my own epitaph, it came out like this. It was a strong, giving, and non-offending rescuer who dismissed his own needs and those of his family. But I had to pull back. 
I stood down from everything at church. I pulled my working hours back to eight hours a day, five days a week. My wife arranged a holiday and we took most of May of this year off. Slowly, things are coming back into focus. Things that have been important are regaining priority. and things that are merely urgent are being examined to see if they actually warrant the investment of my time. Howdy, my name's Jay Heck and I'm from San Antonio, Texas. The interview with Dr. Gary Unruh that Morgan and Sherry had, as I listened to that podcast, I actually had, I, I was shocked by how wrong and how off course I had been in the way that I'd been trying to fight courageously for the heart of my daughter. Um, I, I realized through that podcast that while my motives were, were good and they were pure and, and I am a good father, I was approaching my daughter in a way that did not make her feel safe. And so I was able to regather myself, humbly present myself to my daughter again and that's been a rescue in my relationship with her. So thank you. This is Clay Eaton from Washington, Iowa, USA. Said so the topic that uh, has had the biggest impact on me is probably just the idea of becoming a generalist. That that topic has just helped to for me to grow and branch out and try new frontiers that I don't think I would have got to otherwise. And so, as you say, everything's prologue, everything builds. So the steps now, it's fun to see how those turn into two or three or four steps down the road that and maybe wouldn't have happened otherwise. So um, thanks for helping me with that just in my personal life, but also in, in my faith life and branching out into areas of mystery and frontier and faith that I don't know that I would have got to otherwise. My name is Chris Ashworth from St. George, Utah. I began carrying a knife in response to the blog on castration. I've upgraded now to a multi-tool and it has changed me. I fix things around the house. My kids come to borrow the tool. They associate me with the knife, just as you said in your blog. Separately, in Becoming a King, Chapter 9, you have a paragraph on unity with your spouse. My wife and I are leaning into this unity. First, unity with God, and then with each other. This is changing us. My name is Lawrence Coppage from Wilmore, Kentucky. And the episodes that I enjoyed the most from the Becomes a Good Soil podcast were episode 51, 52, and 53 with Chuck Bolton. And these in particular are a great example of uh, the message of integration, deeper healing and wholeness, and just the amazing truth of God in the midst of pain and growth. Uh, it was just a sweet picture of the applied faith that uh, Morgan brings forward in this podcast uh, so well and the themes of kind of the masculine journey and initiation and God finding us in the light and in the dark. Uh, it just made a huge difference in my own heart and some of the difficulties in my own darkness where uh, God broke in and the light shone into my heart. My name is Pablo. I live in Colorado and I've been married to my wife Juanita for 20 years. One of the most uh, beautiful seasons of growth for us, both individually and as a couple, started in October of 2015 when I was driving back home while listening to episode 14 called Getting Naked Styles of Relating, where Morgan and Sherry unpack how each of us has a predominant style of relating and when used for self-protection from, from pain, from fear and shame, we end up causing deep harm to each other. 
but how God can heal our styles of relating. So instead, we can bring our strength in love to each other and become best advocates. I remember tears running down my face as I listened. Um, God was using Morgan and Sherry's conversation to show me how after 15 years of marriage, I was still hurting my wife deeply because of my brokenness. How in my relentless commitment to make life work, to get things done, to accomplish my mission, I was running over her and I was hurting her. When I arrived home, I told my wife how sorry I was for everything. And uh, I asked her to take some time and listen to the episode on her own and then to let me know if we could have a conversation. And it was the beginning of one of the most beautiful seasons of healing and growth and intimacy for us. That was episode 14 called Getting Naked, Styles of Relating. Highly recommended, you guys. Hi, my name's Stephen. I'm from Norwich in the east of England. Um, I've been listening to Become Good Talk podcast for a few years now, but I'd say the podcast that jumped out at me most would be the um, I think it's episode 16, uh, where it's exposing the fig leaf. Yeah, the way that we construct these fig leaves and, and we hide behind them. And uh, ultimately what we're doing there, we're trying to protect ourselves, but in doing that we're we're destroying ourselves. We're not allowing ourselves to be truly expressing who we truly are and that podcast series exposing but also life-giving in relation to my relationship, namely with my wife and the, my church and all the roles that I took on at church and realising where the, what was at the heart of that. And, uh, yeah, this the exposing the fig leaf was, was a timely message for me to step back and in the invitation to say, to say no to the things I would often say yes to. This is Brian Bird from Boise, Idaho. The podcast uh, from the Becoming Good Soil that I wanted to focus on was number 50 through 52, whereas a heartstrong conversation with Chuck Bolton. You know, those three podcasts, those long stories and Chuck's intimate, uh, authentic, you know, authentic way in which he told his story were, were just signposts and memorials to the themes of life and what, what, what walking with God uh, through trials, through airs, through the good, through the bad, through the ugly, Chuck just lit, puts it all out on the table and he opens up his heart for us to see a man who walks with God and is not immune to, you, you know, have tragedy, failure, triumph, all of it. Hey, Morgan, it's Sammy from London. My favorite podcast has to be Company Man, um, purely because after listening to you, Speaking to my life several times um, on similar types of themes, I watched the movie before listening to the podcast and thought it's such a good modern parable about society today. And then just listening to you uncover about it again and amplify the little lessons in that movie really, really was great to hear. This is Kyle Inman, and I'm coming to you from Lubbock, Texas coming out of a pretty intense addiction that I was steeped in and that I'm still in recovery from. Your podcast specifically has been a game changer and a lifesaver. So thank you so much. Out of all the episodes, I think one stands out among the rest for me. And it's the one you did a long time ago with Craig McConnell. I still regularly go back to that episode on the hard days when I just need a reminder of both the practical steps that are available available to me here and now, 
and of the reminder that no matter where I'm at, that God's got it in the end, that it's going to be okay. This is Chris Mizell from Bloomington, Illinois. I'd say episode three with Alan Arnold is what kind of hooked me into the Become Good Soil message. It's been a game changer for me, and, and now it, the result is um, it's changing my life at home, and I'm focusing on priorities uh, as opposed to putting work, you know, number one, two, and three on the list. The intensive audio files have been the most impactful to me. I have listened them to them on uh, as I work on projects as a flooring contractor and remodeler probably uh, 20 times. The thing I struggle with the most would be the generalist and learning to become a generalist. That has challenged um, me extremely a lot (laughs) and something I'm still wrestling with as Papa invites me into um, taking dominion of different parts of my kingdom. Hi, my name is Johnny and I live in Branson, Missouri. I'm 32 years old and I am so thankful for the Become Good Soil podcast. It's been changing my life. It's changed the way that I relate with God and the way that I relate with others. It's also changing the way that I treat myself, the way that I reorient myself and reprioritize my life, the ways that I love my family and love my wife, the ways that I learn new things and accept new challenges in my career and even in my own personal life. It's just awesome having all of these different men practically sitting in the passenger seat with me every day as I go back and forth to work and just giving me advice on how to live well and how to live deeply. This is Christopher Scott, and I'm out here in Cameron Park, California, this category of looking at and understanding maturation and growth as a man, um, as a as a frontier in a place where God is wanting to initiate me in the places where I feel extremely uncomfortable, extremely unprepared, and for all intensive purposes, um, should not be venturing into because I don't have much to offer and I don't have much to say. But the impact of this message is a very big reframe and a very different way of understanding what God is up to in my life and how it is that he wants to work in my life. And as the, then the best part of it all is the, he doesn't want me to just figure it out by myself. He wants to be there with me. And that is a very different understanding than everything else that I've been given up um, to that point in my life. This is Dan Zayner from Lafayette, Indiana, and just wanted to talk about the impact that going through becoming a king study guide has been on my life. I've been doing that with a group of guys for almost a year now, which is crazy. (laughs) We've gone through just some amazing transformation uh, as a fellowship and as individual men going after um, wholeheartedness and I think one of the biggest revelations in that is uh, just becoming a son again and being okay with not having all the answers and life not being up to me. Hi, I'm Abel from Australia and the episode on the theology of the body with Christopher West. 
that brought so much light, grace, clarity, and redemption to this area that I've struggled with for so long and I just couldn't make sense of. Thank you so much, Morgan and Chris. Hey, it's James from Columbus, Ohio. For most of my life, I believed I needed to have all the answers to be a true man. But when I was confronted by the declining mental health of my wife and daughter, both of them at war with suicidal thoughts, I quickly realized I didn't have all the answers. In fact, I realized I didn't have any answers at all. So I did what a lot of us do. I faked it. I posed. I pretended to be the man. I hid my lacking, my fears, and my pain under my success. I had multiple degrees and titles, but I couldn't save my wife and daughter from the claws of depression. I was a little man with a large fig leaf. I was a tall tree with shallow roots. I was ass up and covered in bullshit. That's when I found Become Good Soil. Since then, I've been learning it's okay to have questions. And I should have questions. I've been learning that I must first dig deep before I can grow tall. I've been learning that my gifting and success does not dictate my value or worth as a son, husband, or father. I've been learning that God delights in me and actually wants to father me. I've been learning to have fun in the process, and that it's okay if it takes a long time. I've been learning to accept hard truths and that my story isn't always neat or put together. I've been learning how to love, cherish, and support my wife and children rather than fix them. I've been learning how to breathe, if that makes sense. All my striving and posing left little time for breathing. And the more time I took to breathe, the more I smiled and the more I became alive. I now see myself not as a finished work in need of polish, but a construction zone, ever deepening its capacity and strength to offer shelter and support to others, working out the divine designs of my father. It's hard work, but it's good work. So good. My name is Franklin Stubbs LeBaron. The podcast that impacted me the most was What If Margin Could Save the World? The reason being is I never thought about this idea of margin. I I was angry many times. I uh, Many people made demands of my time. Uh, I felt overwhelmed many times. And this podcast really helped me to be intentional about protecting my time and my margin. Now I live with more margin and more joy and better able to hear the voice of God. Eric Swenson here from Minnesota. And for me, it was episode four, Hello Trouble, and the idea of bestowing a knife. And I had a couple of pretty serious accidents as a kid, one with a hatchet and the other with a Swiss Army knife, where I was trying to learn by myself how to use those tools, and I injured myself pretty badly. And so the idea of handling a knife was both hopeful but also intimidating because of that. But sometime after hearing the message, I was gifted a a knife by a man that I deeply loved and respected and it was one of my prized possessions. And uh, I was on a road trip with my family and the, the knife must have fallen out of my pocket, but at some point on that trip, I, I lost it. And immediately the accusation rushed in uh, that I'm not able to handle my world, that I'm not a man. And it was pretty devastating. Uh, but then fast forward to a few months ago, and a good friend who's a retired military chaplain uh, decided to move out of the country with his family. And so they were selling all their earthly possessions, and they decided to surprise my family and I with two gifts. One was their black pickup truck, and the other was my friend's black 
well-loved and well-used Gerber pocket knife. And it was just evidence of the relentless love of the father that was first introduced to me largely through this message and continues to pursue me today. This is Ben Weaver coming to you from St. Louis, Missouri. There has been one episode in particular that I continue to process day in and day out, and that is blurring the lines of vocation and family. I cannot tell you how real that is in my world right now, because as of late, especially in the last several weeks, God has been inviting me to to take a just a supporting role in our family rather than forcing myself into the main role uh, as I've been doing for most of my life out of necessity. And it has been hard. Uh, I've made a lot of mistakes through learning this process and will continue to, but most of all, it has just been life-giving. Um, it's taking the pressure off of me, of who I'm becoming as a man, and allowing God to do the work that he desires to do in my heart. And so blurring those lines of what it means to family, for family to be vocation, and taking that lower seat and taking on the supporting role has been a game changer for me. And I want to thank you so, so much for making that episode available as it continues to shape and mold my everyday. Leon Marinkovitz here from Johannesburg, South Africa. I'm deeply encouraged by the sages and sagely wisdom you have cultivated by day and by decade and now share through BGS. It's very difficult to pick a few episodes since every one of the 99 previous have such gold, but these are a few that have meant the world to me. The first is the intensive interview with Pablo, episode 47, whose wholesome non-American accent convicted me to apply for the intensive that literally changed my life in 2019. The second would be cracking open new categories such as Liturgy 76 and Margin 60. These episodes revealed hidden treasures to explore and excavate in my own decade. The third would be the interviews with Sages, the Chuck Bolton series of 51 to 53, Jonathan David Hulser, 34 to 36, and Pep Jackson, 82. Provide an example and being able to share their own pain on the tried and tested path of discipleship has been deeply encouraging and hopeful in my own decade of excavation. Thank you, Morpin, for entering the Father's Nudge in your truck all those years ago. It has literally changed for the better a small family and community in Johannesburg, South Africa. My name is Connor. I'm from San Diego, California. And the episode that most impacted me was actually the Becoming a King podcast and where you and John talked about your upcoming book, the themes of excavation and the importance of that before building and remembering that God's timing is so much better than our own and being reminded that I am on time and I'm not behind compared to what the world says Hearing these messages from you and John uh, was just such an encouragement and such a blessing from God to remind me that I am on time and he is doing things in my heart like excavating and um, renewing me and restoring me in places that I didn't even know I needed. Hi, this is Chris Skaggs from Soma Games. Morgan, I remember going to your first or second Become Good Soil and I was just stunned at the depth of the material. I was brought into an industry that doesn't want Christians, that doesn't know where we belong, and yet God called me to get in here with video games and try to change the world. And nothing would prepare me better for that than the time I had with Become Good Soil. Keep up the friggin' awesome work. My name is Steve. I'm from Michigan. I think for me the podcasts that stand out the most 
is number 16 and 17 about dismantling the fig leaf. I grew up in an atmosphere of uh, appearances and worrying about what people think of you. And those two podcasts in particular have been powerfully used by God to help me in the process of dismantling from operating and living from that mindset. My name is Todd Just, and I'm from Minneapolis, Kansas. Thinking about all of your podcasts and which are the best or most impactful, um, really hard to say, but I, I would say my favorites have been when you have invited guests, especially guys who were years and decades ahead of us, uh, who were able to give uh, incredible counsel. Um, I think of guys like Chuck Bolton, and I think it's Dave Eitmiller and uh, John Moorhead, and then Jonathan David Helser, and then you introduced us to Dallas Willard, and then guys like Craig McConnell, and of course, John and Bart, and all those guys, and the rest at Wild at Heart. Um, man, those have been so beneficial. I just love being invited into something that's bigger than me. Joshua Sizemore, Jacksonville, Florida. Morgan, I want to say thank you so much for the podcast. Heart Strength with you and Chuck Bolton. It's helped me tremendously in my addiction to alcohol and self-reliance. I've listened to it multiple times, and it's brought me immense freedom. This is Robbie Moon from Kansas City, and one podcast that meant a lot to me was episode 57, Surviving Survival. And that was right at the start of the pandemic, but for me, uh, it was really helpful for other reasons. At that time, I had been in a six-month period of, of a really uh, or frozen in a dark time and just uh, overwhelmed and unable to move forward, move out of it. And then this episode brought up how in order for someone to thrive, they must first survive and talked about what is the next thing I can do in my power and uh, to stay alive and stay in one place. And that advice came to me at a very good time. Hi, my name is Philip from Perth, Western Australia. Um, I listened to the BGS Intensive Audio and Becoming a King audio book, identifying the fourth man and being the honest to be my real self, which is a process that's freeing me, is what spoke to me and encouraged me. This is Kurt Risley. I'm 55 years old and only two years into my day in the decade growth as I've listened to your podcast, read the books, and gone through the process. You've just saved me and my family um, through introducing me to the intimate relationship with Christ. Right now with where I am, the most important podcast so far has been the one with you and Sherry on attachment. And there's so much for me to learn on that. And it's so revealing as to how much uh, work there is to still be done uh, in my relationship with Christ and others. This is Chris Thompson from Lake Charles, Louisiana. The podcast that impacted me the most was very quick for me to remember and very easy. It was an interview with John Moorhead that Morgan did Back in 2015, it was number nine, nearing the end of my beginning. It spoke to me being a fellow physician, and the thing that stood out to me that John said was, I would have risked more. 
all throughout my career taking care of people's hearts. It's in a profession that people are often scared and vulnerable. And I can remember many times when patients would come back to me and thank me for praying with them more so than taking care of their heart condition. When I heard that podcast, it really pressed into me the importance of sharing my faith with people more readily. And that was clearly the the message that I remember the most from John Moorhead. Hi, Morgan. This is Laramie Stevens. I'm from Southeast Louisiana. I first stumbled across Become Good Soul in 2014. Uh, At the time, I was 30 years old. I was several years into my career, a few years into marriage, and I had a one-year-old daughter at home. And uh, I was working really hard at work and in marriage and at home. Um, And I was doing a lot for my wife and for my daughter. uh, But in a lot of ways, um, I was I was missing their heart. I was doing a lot for them, but I wasn't really doing what they needed. And uh, I was worn out and uh, I had a lot of questions. I didn't know I had a lot of questions. I probably couldn't have articulated very many of them, but I did. Um, And there was your blog. There you were a man a few years ahead of me on the journey. And um, you shared so many of your triumphs and your failures, your, the ways in which you were getting it right and the ways in which you were blowing it. And um, I so appreciate your transparency and even your vulnerability at times. Um, it's so freeing and so uh, been so rich to me. And um, I think that's how, you know, God is strong in our weakness. For podcast number 25, Morgan had on the Scottish poet and musician Esther Sparks. Esther tells the story that during one of the very worst periods of her life, the Spirit took Esther to her God, her Father, through Esther's imagination. Esther would pretend she was lying on God's chest. She could feel the chest of God beneath her. She could feel the heartbeat of God. Esther said she wasn't trying to be spiritual. It's just that she was in so much pain, she couldn't find another safe place to be. Hearing Esther's story gave me permission to see something about myself, to understand something about myself. I am a 50-year-old man. But when I allow myself some raw honesty, when I make some space, create some quiet to, to spend time with my heart, I discover that I long for the same thing. And sometimes I find it to be held to the chest of my father, to feel the beat of his heart and his strong but tender love for me. John Wiesner from Lexington, Kentucky. If I were to pick a single one, I think the episode I would have to pick would be episode 70, The Body Keeps the Score. I didn't really realize that was true. I never framed it in that way, and I found that episode to be extremely enlightening intellectually, but it helped me to change some habits and to be aware of how much I was carrying stress, anxiety, all these, all this tension uh, in my physical person. And I thought it was all in my head. And it turns out, yeah, there's some of that, but there's also a lot of it in the body too. So I love that episode. I love a lot of other ones too, but I could only pick one for this. Thanks. Cheers. Here's to the next hundred episodes. I found Become Good Soil midstream six years ago, and I can now say There's evidence that it's working in my life. It all started when I accepted your wild invitation into a decade, gave God my yes, 
and let him take the reins for the first time. Through the pain, the warfare, the setbacks, the prayer, and many two-degree shifts of trial and error over these years, I have seen enough healing and transformation that I want more. Laid out in front of me are piles of journals where I've wrestled with this content. I simply can't pick one episode. But when I look at the effect of all of it, the fruit seems clear. In front of me are Father's Day cards for my kids, a letter from my wife, priceless pictures of joy and play that would not exist without this ancient path you have recovered and offered in love. I even have from work a radically different 360 review and a promotion I didn't ask for because they also see the fruit in me. So thank you from me, my wife, my kids. By day and by decade, I am becoming the man God made me to be. It's all true and it's all available. Friends, I hope you enjoyed the risk that so many men took to offer authentically their reflections, their experiences, their insights, their celebrations. And I pray that as I framed it at the beginning, that the Holy Spirit is whispering intentions for you in it all. That was a lot. And so I just want to pause for a minute. just want to linger for a minute. Holy Spirit, you have our attention. What do you want me to jot down? What do you want me to capture before I go on to other things? What are you saying? What are you revealing? And friends, let's just take 30 seconds here before we move on. Later this year, I'll be diving in with Sherry on some teaching related to a book called The Hidden Life of Trees, but I was compelled to pull it out as I reflected on the many stories of allies around the globe where he tells stories of the realities of how trees work and operate in their systems and in their communities, and he describes that most individual trees of the same species growing in the same stand are actually connected to each other through their root system. It appears that nutrient exchange and helping neighbors in times of need is the rule. And this leads to the conclusion that forests are super organisms with interconnections, much like ant colonies. Friends, I am struck by the profound connectedness of our lives that every time one of us takes a step towards courage, faith, hope, and love, it sends out power in the atmosphere to heal, to restore, and to strengthen. Every time one of us takes a step towards authenticity, we are all blessed and strengthened by it. 
friends a fascinating reality about trees is that they can grow in many extreme environments. A seed falls from a tree and it lands on a site that can only be changed by wind blowing or an animal moving it. But once it has sprouted in the spring, the dye is cast. And from that point forward, the seedling is bound to this little piece of earth for the rest of its life. It must take whatever life hands out. And for most tree youngsters, life hands out a whole series of challenges. For the place where a seed happens to end up often turns out to be highly unsuitable. Friends, we live in a love story set in the midst of war. We find ourselves at war. But we must trust that we have been planted where we are with divine intention. And the forest needs the tree as much as the tree needs the forest. Friends, we are a community, a community of like-hearted men and women around the globe being healed, being restored, being strengthened. It's a joy to celebrate this sacred mark with you that since 2014, God's seen it fit to produce a hundred episodes to keep strengthening us and others. My encouragement for you is pray about who you would share this with. Pray about who needs what you are receiving in the Become Good Soil podcast. I want to close with a prayer borrowed from hundreds of years ago from one of the great saints that has gone before us. God, I am no longer my own, but yours. Put me to what you will. Rank me with who you will. Put me to doing. Put me to suffering. Let me be employed for you or laid aside for you. Exalted for you or brought low for you. Let me be full. Let me be empty. Let me have all things. Let me have nothing. I freely and wholeheartedly yield all things to your pleasure and your disposal. And now, glorious and blessed God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, you are mine and I am yours. So be it. And the covenant now made on earth let it be ratified in the heavens. Friends, as always, we'll close with a pause. And on this 100th episode, we're going to expand the new pause to a full minute on every coming episode that God allows us to participate with. And so be it on earth as it is in the heavens. I bless you. And we end this Become Good Soil podcast with 60 seconds to breathe Recover your breath, recover your affection, recover your attention, and fix your heart on God who loves you and pursues you on this day.